22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Good day to you wherever you are, whether it's Florida, California, Comic Con in San Diego, Ooh. Sweden, Gotham, or even Latveria. Welcome to another episode. You forgot about Atlantis. I, I thought about Atlantis, but you know, I said, um, underwater, can you really hear things? Yeah, even better than in the air. And underwater, the fish don't stink, right? Yeah, don't. <laughs> and what about Blackberry? There we go. <laughs> and I was going to put that in there, too. Welcome to another episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 84. Um, it's the only show that combines nerd knowledge, reviews, and bitching and moaning all in one place. Oh. Like, uh, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I mean, I bitching we, and moaning or a bitch moaning? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> that was me giving my dap. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and here with me, as always, is the man who is the representative of the most feared Black Doom, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Don't do anything that affects anything, unless it turns out you were supposed to do it, in which case, for the love of God, don't not do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me at work, at both jobs, straight up. <laughs> and also, and also, the man checking levels and sound and driving tanks is the man Who's always here with the positive vibes? How does he survive this show? It's fucking no clue to me. RT Square, we're off the tech. I don't know why they were all mad. I mean, it was just a little random destruction every here and now and then, you know, and everyone's complaining and stuff, you know. It's like, I, oh, wait. Oh, we're on, the, on live? Oh, shut up. My bad. I was on the phone with my therapist. <laughs> on the phone with my therapist. That, that's nice. You know what's funny? For a guy who's, I just thought about this, for a guy who's very peaceful, you love tanks. I don't get it. Who doesn't love this? You saying uh, Gandhi didn't like to blow shit up every once in a while? Come on. Well, it's not like. Well, he ate a lot of uh, vegetables, <laughs> so he probably blew up that bathroom quite often. A lot of beans. <laughs> oh, wow. That soundboard that, that sound sounds fresh. Yes. And new. <laughs> all right, let's get right into it, gentlemen. Um, first, first of all, for the show, we're going to be discussing the book that recently cleared up some events, or supposedly cleared up events, that happened before The Dark Knight Returns. Today, we'll be breaking down. Dark Knight Returns, The Last Crusade. Then, we'll review the movie that has received so much hate, you would have thought it was Batman v Superman 2. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters. But first, Mike is sitting in front of his mic with a pile of notes, which can only mean one thing. Actually, I don't know what the fuck it means, but let's do the quick news and figure it out. Actually, before you hit that. Whoa. Yeah. Um, before I begin the segment, I want to take a moment to reflect on the 84 people that were killed and the more than 200 that were injured along the uh, uh, Promenade des Anglais in Nice, France, and as well as the 265 people uh, killed and over uh, 1,440 people on both sides of the attempted coup in Turkey. Now, I know the world seems crazier and it's more chaotic than ever before, but I just want you to take a moment, just one moment, and look to the person to your left, then look to the person to your right. Just take a look out your window and take a look at the men, the women, and the children that pass by. And in that moment, don't look at their clothes or jewelry or symbols of faith or politics. Don't look at the color of their skin. Don't look at the color or texture of their hair. Tune out their words and any accents they may have. And then tell me if you see anything other than a fellow human being. And then take a moment to do one more thing. Try to recall that moment before the next time you raise your voice, your hands, your weapons, or your hate. We are one race, and it only takes one moment to remember that. So wow. now we can go back to the news. <laughs> well, well, hold on. Before we get to the news, uh, first thing I'll say, Mike, that's really well said. First off, that was really well said. But I'll tell you this much. When Mike does, does something like that, 
and then we're joking around makes us feel like assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's why I wanted to just mention it now, just because you know, before we go into the rest part of our show, because it's just, it, it's, it's, it's just a lot of crazy things going, going on. on. Yeah, it, it just seems like it's all been in like like a span of weeks, but it feels yeah. like days. Like, yeah, it really does. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, maybe we're hopefully things can get better. So let's go to quick news. And now the quick news with Michael Finance Guy. Ralph and Kat. All right. Although once a series synonymous with the term socially conscious, Star Trek is finally meekly going where movies and TV shows went 20 years ago. Uh, in time for the original series 50th anniversary, the crew of the Starship Enterprise will have its first gay crew member in Lieutenant Hikaru Sulu. Oh, yeah. I heard about this. Yeah. The decision to make Sulu gay came from the film's writer Simon Pegg and director Justin Lin. The revelation in the movie will not be a big deal or a major plot point. Sulu will simply be seen as a loving father of his daughter, Demora, with a same-sex partner. Uh, Sulu, uh, I'm sorry, what was surprising to many fans is the reaction from openly gay, vocal LGBT rights activist George Takai, yeah. who played Sulu throughout all media until the 2009 reboot. Takai is reportedly unhappy in, his decision to, uh, in their decision to make Sulu suddenly gay uh, and claims that this would be against the wishes of the show's creator, the late Gene Roddenberry. Uh, Takei has said that uh, he would rather have seen a new character created that is gay rather than, you know, just taking an old character and just suddenly making it so. His reasoning is that the revelation will make it appear that Sulu was closeted, but he feels that by the 23rd century, there would have been no need to hide sexuality. Uh, Peg, however, says that Sulu was not hiding. Rather, his sexuality just never came up, which I think is also equally just as weird. It's like, but still, by the point where the whole world seems like we accept everything, for it to never come up, that's kind of like closeted still. I guess. I guess. <laughs> you know, it was interesting because I read about um, about um, Takai's um, comments, mm-hmm. but then I heard um, Peg's rebuttal about that, saying, "Well, I, I understand what, what what he's saying, but also look at it this way: if you create a new character that happens to be the um, you know the guy who's gay, and he did it for those purposes, people start recognizing him not for what what he is as a right. character, but recognizing him as the gay character. And that's true too. And, and I'm like, well, that's a really good point. Also, he said, well, if you make Sulu, you know, if you make Sulu gay, now you have something that's already familiar, just with a slight twist, and it's, people are more accepting than just saying, well, that person, that's the gay character right. who wasn't part of the crew in the first place. So I kind of see it. Yeah. I understand. Well, it's just one of those things that I mean, you know, again, it's great that they're finally being more inclusive. I mean, like you know, we understand Marvel. that. <laughs> we understand that back in the 60s, that was, you know, being gay was the one thing they couldn't have done. Um, but, you know, you've had series all the way into the 2000s and you still never included one gay character. Right. You know? I mean, you finally at least, didn't they finally at least get um, a Latino finally in one? Was it Voyager? Might have been Voyager. You mean the yeah. one that nobody watched? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was that one where they <laughs> finally, had a, had like the black, only Latino that managed to live into the future. You had a know? black Vulcan. And I think you had a Latino. Yeah. I'm I not think sure about so. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. It just kind of it was just a very weird thing that way. I think with the series, uh, you know, um, I was, it was something I was about to say with that, but now I forgot all about what it was. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, the, the problem that um, another problem that George Takai has with it is that he's saying that well, you know, many of the Star Trek books are considered um, canon, right? And in one of them, because uh, the, he was the fact that he had a daughter was brought up in one of the movies, uh, you know, during the regular series run of the movies, but it was never said who the mother was, right? Who the other parent was. And then in one of the books, it just says that it was one of those like Glamazon characters. So like, yeah. this, so he evidently has sex with this woman to have this baby. So if that's the case, I mean, granted, you could always go in. Well, you know, he was bisexual, or maybe he was unsure. You could go into all this, but then it's like, well, then like Takai saying he's like, well, so then he had 
a daughter with this woman and then he's gay now? You know, no, you know that's what he's leading. No, no, to. no, but you know what Takai is wrong altogether. You know why, yeah. right? What's that? Remember, this is Star Trek's an alternate universe. And, and, and I knew you were going to say that. The, that's not an alternate universe. It's the same universe that has an altering point. Mm-hmm. But he already has a daughter. When, wait. But when, remember, in this movie, it's not, it's not like he just gave birth to a, a, a three-month baby. You know, he has a daughter already and is okay, now. Yeah. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like right, the same alternate universe that turned Khan from Latino to Pasty White. It doesn't. It, it, it altered it only in better, their right. You mean a better actor? Yeah, well, much better actor. But you know, it altered things at that point forward, not the past. Gotcha. You know? So anyhow, that's the problem with it. All right. Well, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. All right. So anyhow, black is definitely the new white in comics these days. Uh, in the DC Comics world, John Henry Irons became Superman, the Man of Steel, unemployable. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Midnight went from pasty to ebony. Uh, as listeners know, Green Lantern became Nigga John. Aww. Aqualad became Blackwalad. Uh, when Crispus Allen took over as the Spectre, he became more of a spook than anyone was comfortable with. Oh, fuck. Uh, the Invisible Kid, um, he went from hard to see against the white wall to can't see him in a dark alley. Oh, uh, he smiles down. <laughs> Johnny Thunder became Joaquin Thunder in a move from Silver Spoon Air to uh, Latchkey Hood. Uh, kid Flash went from being the fastest white kid alive to being as fast as any black kid chased by the cops. Um, Damn, Mike's just breaking <laughs> records on how racist he is right now. Firestorm fused Jason Rush with Ronnie Raymond, making him either the first black man with good credit or the first <laughs> white man with a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> now, in Marvel's comic, it wasn't so bad. Uh, you had Little Rascals, but we grew up to become Bucky. Uh, James Rhodes was Iron Man until he was stopped for an SWB. That's superheroing white black. White black. Uh, Nick Fury traded Dazel Hassel on David Hasselhoff for Samuel Jackson. Miles Morales is the first Spider-Man to enjoy menthol-flavored horchata. Oh. Uh, Captain America is now Captain Angry Black Man, which is only marginally better than Captain Hydra. That uh, is so true. But now, in a move that defies anyone to give a damn, not only is Iron Man black, again, but also a woman. Riri Williams, a 15-year-old MIT genius that catches the attention of Tony Stark, who evidently spends nearly as much time watching underage ass as Bruce Wayne... <laughs> Uh, Riri builds her own, da- uh, her own Iron Man suit out of scrap parts, a feat that is enough for Tony to hand over the mantle, the dangerous lifestyle, and an arsenal of country-destroying weapons to a teenager at the end of Civil War II. Now, fans were just recently introduced to the Brian ben- uh, Bendis creation in Invincible Iron Man Volume 2, number 7, in May of 2016. According to Bendis, quote, I think what's most important is that the character is created in an organic setting. We never had a meeting saying, we need to create this character. It's inspired by the world around me and not seeing that represented enough in popular culture, end quote. I, I got to give um, Bendis props for pushing this agenda forward. I just feel, he says it, it comes from an organic place. Bullshit. It, it, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, bro. <laughs> it is the most non-organic thing to have Tony go like, hey, yeah, you can be Iron Man. <laughs> is, isn't the toilet an organic place? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I, I just can't even answer for that. I'm like, yeah. what did you just say? Well, I mean, I, I'm just like, okay. I mean, like, that's why I, I prefaced it by saying, hey, you know what? Bendis is pushing stuff forward that people didn't even dare. Maybe Neil Adams when he did his run of, of Green Lantern. Right. But, you know, he's doing things. But and that, after saying that, it definitely doesn't feel like it's organic. No, it, it feels doesn't like feel Marvel's organic. agenda saying, hey, look, we need to get more more variety you know, in our heroes, what we do about right. it. And that's great. But just stop making right, uh, old heroes into minority heroes. Like, just, fine, create a black girl that ha- has an Iron Man-esque suit. Right. <laughs> you know, and have her do whatever she's going to do, you know. But. So she's still going to be called Iron Man, right? Um, I, I think they said that that's kind of the touching point in the story, that, that, that they're going to be working on that. Yeah. You know. 
So who knows? Go Unless she suddenly becomes a lesbian, and then it all makes sense. Some weird know-how. <laughs> Black lesbian. Oh, wow. She's going to be really angry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And I apologize to all my lesbian and black listeners. It's a joke. Relax. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, sure. He apologizes. <laughs> all right. What is the purpose of having a podcast if you can't shamelessly promote a good friend? And since Cap and RT Squared don't have any friends, or at least <laughs> any that will admit to it publicly, uh, that leaves the task up to me. Oh, wow. The oft-mentioned but never on our show, Matt Triano, was recently interviewed by Comicverse in an article titled Innovation and Creation, an interview with Matt Triano. Uh, in the interview, Matt talks about his time penciling and inking Sherlock Holmes and Lone Ranger comics, storyboarding for documentaries and commercials, and even gives some tips, tricks, and advice to up-and-coming artists. Now, having read the article, I realize that Matt is not shy about being interviewed, so this might leave many of you faithful Meanwhile 22 listeners wondering why he hasn't joined us on the air. Now, but that same question could be asked about many famous people. I mean, could it be that my well-sculpted gym body intimidates Hugh Jackman and The Rock? It's possible. Uh, or that Ralph's creepy butt fetish frightens Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> or that Cap's big head hides the barrel of fried chicken from Eva Mendez. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Matt's just a big jerk. Uh, unfortunately, Matt is a great guy and an even greater artist, uh, but somehow never brings his ass to NYC. So until that happens, I want everyone listening to pick up all seven issues of the Dynamite comic series, The Deviler, which has pencils and inks by Matt Triano. You will not regret it. Yes, the, and Devilers, I did pick up a couple yeah. of the issues. I love his work. Yeah, his artwork, his work is, is great. Amazing. And, he was, and he was really cool to talk to, so yeah. hopefully we can get him on the show, yeah. Matt. <laughs> exactly Man. and I don't think he's going to be at the New York Comic Con but he's still trying to see what may happen there he said oh. they've changed the, the way they do it and stuff like that so he wasn't able to get a table let's not get started on New York Comic Con because oh. we you know, we can go for weeks about how bad their new process is and how bad they've become well they reopened their verification yeah I know my brother told me so yeah. that people like if you had bought the ticket already then you can add them in oh wow but, but they're not selling more tickets. All right, okay. They're not selling more tickets. And they're not upping the tickets, but they're so opening let's, verification. Let's say you bought four tickets and you only had three people uh, fan verified. I can get somebody fan, fan verified, but then... Uh, and then you can add them to that last Now, now is, is, is um, New York Comic Con sold out? Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess my brother will have to um, meet us outside. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Putting it lightly, Steve, that was Mike. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the last thing I have is... Uh, the following news has not been approved for all audiences. Has your underwear been hot and boggy because you're a horn doggy? For episodes of Arrow, where Stephen Amell performs his shirtless salmon climb. But now there's a cure for the frisky in your misty. The CW Television Network has climbed into bed with Netflix to spray its stream all over your screen. And this is not some rough, dry-handed back alley five episode rub and tug like hulu offers so ladies in just eight short days after the season goes limp on that regular network you will be able to lay back and enjoy the whole damn length and girth of an engorged season of your favorite cw shows mm. and fellas you can pound your way into a season as deep as you like or if you want to keep it casual you can just hit it and quit it whether your viewing style is passive or aggressive, the CW and Netflix will be exploding in your face, baby. I can't even, dude. How black did Mike become right now? And that's, Mike went from your your average, your average black guy living in New York City. He dropped like fucking fifteen octaves. Mike, I'm gonna steal that voice whenever I'm talking to women. 
<laughs> that is a panty dropper right there. Dude, my panties dropped. I don't even have any. <laughs> Shit. Well, but what do we think, though, about Netflix? Though? I mean, I think it's cool like it, that CW will finally be putting all their stuff on the air by like full season. I didn't even hear that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is what's happening. So, so what you're saying is as soon as the, the whole season shows. Eight days later. It'll go on on Netflix. Full season. The whole thing. Full season. That yeah. is more shows, more TVs should, uh, stations should be doing that. Yeah. And um, the thing is, too, what I also read in the article is that uh, Hulu, which has had like a deal with like, you know, many stations, but particularly with the CW for that like five episode thing that they do um, at a time yeah. uh, from 2011, that I, it's so far, there has been no renewal um, with CW. So they may be losing their programming altogether. Wow. Oh, wow. You know, um, and Netflix might just be the place to go besides the CW's own site, of course, stuff like that. Right. Listen, TV programmers out there, binging is the way to go. Well, people like it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know what that does for advertisers, but <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, dude. Hold on. First, Mike, that's all the quick news. That is all the news I have. I'm going to respond to what you just said right now. You're like TV, um, you know, um, programmers. This is the way to go. We can't always go by trends because if that was the case. We would be doing Pokemon Go and not doing the podcast. No, oh, that is true. I fucking hate that fucking oh, game. Retarded. So, I know a lot of people who love it, and shout out to those who love it, like Dorothy. <laughs> Mr. Mike D. Mike with D almost hit you in the face with his bat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's not a sexual term. He really had a bat in his hand. <laughs> and he was Mike, trying to catch a Pokemon. He's put, catching a Pokemon. He's got the bat over his shoulder. Mike's walking behind him. Now, Mike, um, MFG is taller than Mike D. Significantly. Like, Mike, Mike D is like, what, five? Six? Somewhere around your height. He, he, four, he, three, no, four, two. I'm, I'm fucking taller than he is. My big head already makes me five eight. That's true. Yeah, so he's walking behind a, um um Mike D's walking in front of uh, in front of um MFG and he's got this bat over his shoulder. Still doesn't explain why he doesn't like sports, but he has a bat, an aluminum bat. And he's walking and he's looking at his phone and he sees his Pokemon, stops short in front of Mike. Now his bat is over his shoulder, almost hit Mike in the eye. Yeah. MFG had to like put his hand over the bat, like, yo, what's going on? He's like, Oh, what? Yeah, he's like, oh, I saw this Pokemon. I'm like, I almost put my eye out hitting your bat. <laughs> you know, not a happy camper. You should be like, hey, I see a Pokemon. Boom, and hit him in the face. <laughs> Poke you in the eye, man. How about that one? Black, Black Fissosaurus. <laughs> yeah, that's a good Pokemon. I'm going to surprise you guys right now. I have news. Ooh, he has news. I can't wait. It's not about you? Uh, no, it's not about me. Damn. Go ahead. No, I, I, I'm, I'm waiting. Go ahead. Let's hear that news, baby. Yeah. Oh God! This news is not, 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 now. Mike's got a fourth voice you can use for all you gamers out there. Oh boy! This is some great news for you. Nintendo has announced a bring back of their NES. Yes, I did see that a NES Mini gaming system, which will be released November eleventh, wow. twenty sixteen, and which will include thirty games pre-built into it nice and i'm not too sure but i believe you can still play other old cartridge games yes too. like wow. old cartridge games yeah like the, if you have the cartridge i'm not so sure so wait even one. though it's a mini game because like it fits it, in your hand it fits right in your hand, yeah. yeah well how will the cartridge or were yeah. the cartridges small for this thing the cartridges were about the size of your hand oh wow yeah. oh interesting okay so i'm not too sure because they, they didn't go into too much detail but they they say it's 30 games and then there's room for like possibilities to play more wow and games which include metroid uh, first three of Super Mario, I believe. Uh, Zelda, Zelda's in, Zelda's in there. Mike, I'm um, Punch Out. Not Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah. Because remember what happened with that? Yeah. He got caught, um, or he got arrested for rape, yeah. and they took his name off the title. So yeah. they got Punch Out. It's a bunch of games, like classic game Donkey Kong. But it's yeah. really funny when you see, like, yeah, I mean, granted, it's, like, it's great for you know people that either want to get in that that like older games, meaning that even the younger people that kind of like being mm-hmm. retro, and then of course older gamers that want to remember their childhood. But it's also funny because it's like. Yeah, they're just really getting you to like 
play the stuff that they don't have to recreate now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they can actually charge you money for it. You know. And actually, it is uh, price, I believe, is like less than $100. Oh, that's cool. It's $60. Yes, there you go. $60. Nice. Okay. So, oh, I'm already getting it. <laughs> GG. That, that's all I got to say. Well, well, you know, someone's <laughs> birthday is the day after it's released. I, I was waiting for that because, you know. Yeah, probably anybody born on the 12th of November, but what, <laughs> what, what idiot would be that? <laughs> I think Ralph's throwing a hint. You know, that would be, you know. Well, he usually throws feces, so I'm, I'm happy that, I'm happy as a hint today. I'll do his imitation. <laughs> I think he does it better. I can't even fucking do that. All right, all right. Let's get right to it. Let's get to the first half of the show. And we're going to go back to our roots and talk about comic books. Oh, my goodness. What a novel idea. Wait, we used to talk about comic books? We did it at one point, and then all of a sudden we abandoned it. Oh, actually, comic books abandoned us. Yeah, well, that's pretty much it. <laughs> So, I mean, now we're going to come back to our roots and talk a little bit about comic books. So, DC released recently um, DK3, and they started that, that series uh, about, what, what, was it like January? Uh, I think it was actually late like, last year. Maybe yeah, or like, or maybe, 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 maybe November. November, November December, yeah. yeah. So, so, basically, you know. Um, we'll be reviewing that nonsense yeah. eventually. DC decided that it'd be a great idea to have Dark Knight Returns the thir- uh, for a third time, mm-hmm. which if you've read the second one. I don't see the reason you have a third one, but I digress. <laughs> so, so now um, they wrote a side book called Dark Knight, The Last Crusade, which supposedly fills in some of the blanks. But here to give us a synopsis is the guy who's going to fill some other blanks. Some of those blanks are curse words. MFG, Mike, the finance guy. <laughs> if I had me, I wouldn't be using blanks. I'd use real bullets. <laughs> <laughs> don't, bra- don't Brandon Lee it. <laughs> uh, the Dark Knight Returns, The Last Crusade, is the new 64-page uh, prestige format one-shot comic book set prior to the events of 1986's The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, the story was written by Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello, with artwork by John Romita Jr. and Peter Steigerwald. Uh, the story serves as an explanation of the events that led Batman to rock bottom and to provide information on Jason Todd that was only alluded to briefly in the 1986 series. Alrighty, summary. Holy unnecessary... Oh, it's not that, Robin? <laughs> it's Jason Todd. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, for reasons that begin and end with money, Frank Miller has once again dusted off his TDKR world. In the original The Dark Knight Returns, it is unclear what happened to Jason, but whatever it was had a profound effect on Bruce Wayne. Lo and behold, two years later in 1988's A Death in the Family, Jason Todd was killed by the Joker after fans gave Jason over 5,000 thumbs down when offered the choice to keep the character alive. Now, to be very, very clear, The Dark Knight Returns and the ongoing Batman Detective Comics series are completely unconnected. It's very important to remember that. Uh, TDKR was Miller's Elseworld vision of a broken, angry Batman a decade after ending his crime-fighting career. And Miller himself was interviewed in 1991 regarding DC Comics' decision to kill Jason Todd, to which he responded, quote, To me, the whole killing of Robin thing was probably the ugliest thing I've seen in comics and the most cynical, end quote. Now, flash forward 25 years, and guess what happens to Jason Todd in Miller's latest book? And nearly in the same manner as in 1988. Now, I guess a few dead presidents help ugly and cynical things go down smoothly. (laughs) Well, I also think maybe part of that, before we get into the meat of it, is... um, Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Press that button. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, 
Piss off, you wanker. This new soundboard, it sounds so clear. feels like yeah. Steve Francis is right next to me with tea and crumpets. <laughs> He's not? Aww. Trust me, Steve would have more to say if he was really here. But I'm just saying, I would that just be impressed if he had crumpets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, what, I'm impressed I can say crumpets. Fuck it. What are crumpets? Uh, they're basically just uh, bland-tasting biscuits. Everything in England is bland. Yeah, I mean, really, you know. Even the women. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm kidding. I never had one. (laughs) I've just heard. But um, going back to what you were saying, maybe maybe, um, you were saying that Miller said, oh, yeah, you know, back in the 90s, he said, well, you know, it's it's one of the ugliest things I've seen. And then he ends up killing Jason Todd for his series. If you you go back to the book, because a lot of people, and it's really funny, when we all talk about The Dark Knight Returns, everyone says the same exact thing. Oh, Jason was killed, and that Batman references that. He never says what happened to Jason. No one ever says what happened to Jason. Right. You know, and so that, because it's always funny when people are like, oh, well, you know, he predicted that Jason was going to die. I'm like, no, he was writing his own story. Because actually, because you know how, like, uh, just like um, uh, Kingdom Come and stuff like that, where they took the joy out of them just being, like, just alternate fiction to, oh, that's just really another alternate universe. This is actually Earth 31. Mm-hmm. So well, it's not our earth so it's right. not, nothing in right. other words and that's again the point nothing that Batman is doing in the regular Batman or detective comics we'll make is leading into right. Dark Knight Returns yeah. you know so like and it's so that him killing Jason you're just like well, well what mean, was the purpose well maybe, well, maybe Frank was <laughs> mad know? because he wanted to kill Jason anyway and he was just mad that, they, yeah. that he would want to kill Superman yeah. <laughs> that's all he wants to do is kill Superman oh by the way here's an interesting thing before we start we actually start talking about the book itself <laughs> oh my god um, here's actually uh, the All-Star Adventures of Batman and Robin, that piece of shit that Miller produced. Mike, stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible book. I tried I, to I, defend I, it because I was hoping it would be something interesting in there. It just went worse. I mean, it. oh my God. And I, I think I made it through 12 issues. I think. I'm not sure if I made it that far. Or no. Maybe when I was that it, released? No. I'm sorry? When was that released? Oh, 10 years ago, maybe? Yeah, about? maybe like like early to mid-2000s, like, like 2005, 2006. Yeah, I wasn't even like born yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah whatever. You sound, you sound like Mike talking about his age. But, but that, according to Miller, who is the creator of The Dark Knight Returns, so he knows what he's talking about, that was actually the prequel. In other words, that was oh. actually the original Robin's beginning. That's all one world. So all-star Batman, all-star With the goddamn Superman. Batman. Is part of D- is well, Dark I can't Ma- say the All Star because Frank Miller has nothing to do with All Star. Not All Star. Um, well, you know, I mean, um, you know, but uh, yeah, the no, it was still called All Star Batman and Robin. Oh, but not All Star Superman because that was right. separate. That, that was Frank just quietly own, in them. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah right. But the All Star Batman and Robin, that was, was wow, was the prequel to That's, TDKR. Yeah, look at the things you learn every day. Yeah, look at that. All right, so let's talk about the book itself. Dark Knight Returns: The mm-hmm. Last Crusade, made out of paper, printed uh, using a very Dark colors. Oh, we're talking about content. Okay, my bad. I just want to flick you in the nipple. <laughs> I just want to flick you in the nipple. Let's, let me throw out the first That's question. I'm not going to say what do we like, what do we didn't like. I'm going to start with this. Now, Ralph, have you read the original Dark Knight Returns book? I have not. not. I know you didn't. Mike, you have. So I'm going to throw this question out to you. I'm going to throw this question out to you, even though you haven't read the original series. You've but you saw, the, you saw, the, you saw the animated. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Did you feel this tale was necessary? Absolutely fucking unnecessary. Hence why I started my synopsis with wholly unnecessary. I mean, <laughs> there was nothing but money. You know, oh, I can make more money by writing a cheesy tale and sure. I mean, again, it was well, I'm sorry, I'll go into likes in a second. Uh, but I just, the tale, it was fine. I mean, it wasn't badly written. No, it, I don't think it was just, at all. I but, think I, but if I had never read that, if I've never heard of it and it had never been written, wouldn't have missed a beat. Nope. <laughs> I guess you agree. 
Yes. Yeah. I enjoyed it because, with, I, and maybe it's because of, of the comic book landscape now. There's not a lot to read now. Yeah. So now when that's out, it's like, oh, okay, this is the prequel to this. I'm interested. I'm in. Right. I, I want. I want to read it. So I. I will say I'm on the opposite point. I actually was interested. In, you know, like I felt like not that it was necessary. I'm sorry. Let me answer the question. Was it necessary? I don't think so. But I think in this time where there's nothing out there, maybe it was necessary for my comic book taste okay. because I'm like there's nothing else to read. Yeah. Uh, with with this story, it makes it sort of seem that had Jason Todd been alive, he would have been uh, killed by Batman. <laughs> it almost does Damn. seem like that. You know? Damn that Jason. He's just so much better than I am and more heartless. God has got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, if I had a son like him, I'd kill him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I'd stand idly by while he died. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do want to, because I only have, sadly to say, I really only have one thing I like about it, um, which, which comes with a kind of a backhanded compliment. I'm, I, I used to be, but I am just not a fan of John Romita Jr.'s artwork. I, I just, really? I'm just not. I, I realized it over wow. the years, and I know that that's like, that's like fighting worries to a lot of artists. Including Yeah, I used to like his work. I, I just, it just seems to be the same old, same old. Um, but okay, I hear that. It's, it was the artwork. I mean, so it's the artwork that I'm not a fan of. I mean, so it's John Romita Jr.'s artwork. So, I mean, whether you like it or not. But about his artwork, what I will say is it told the story really well. Meaning that if you were to like just start flipping through the book and not even bothering to read the words, you can really follow that story almost without any words. Yeah. You know, like, you know, oh, for the most part, you need maybe something to clarify here and there. And in that it's, you know, you don't get a lot of that in today's um, artists and stuff like that. So that I, I found was very impressive. Right. Okay. I hear that. I mean, we'll talk later about the John Romita thing, but I, yeah. I understand because I feel like it's an oversight. That's just me about the market. They're oversaturating him yeah. right now. He's been, he's done Superman. He did Spider-Man. He's doing so many things now that it's not special anymore. Yeah. And it's especially like considering Ross. he has. A, a look in other words he's not like like in the 70s where you basically had to draw a certain way right um to be an artist and stuff like that even in the early 80s his look is very distinct right so that once but once like you said once it becomes oversaturated it just becomes oh it's just that guy's artwork again right you know what did you like about it ralph i i enjoyed the artwork i enjoyed the story it was actually pretty entertaining and it flowed rather well uh you could really see like the joker's creepiness it's like he, he just he um <clears throat> sort of it, it incites a riot in Arkham and like brainwashes all the inmates and, and gets them to go against the the guards and then just strolls out of there like it's nothing. He's like, oh, it's just another day in the park. Yeah. See, that's, yeah. my, that's my problem with the story itself, though, is that like Joker's creepiness was reflected well in the artwork. Yeah. But in his story, it, it felt like the only reason Joker was in this story is because he was needed to kill Jason. Yeah. Like, because th- think about it. He didn't do anything. Like, we didn't actually see what Joker did to be arrested. We just know that he did something Jokery. Yeah. And that, that's, the, that's, the, that, that's what annoyed me about the story is a that lot of it, especially the Joker, time. was, well, it's just the Joker. You know, he probably did something bad. And he's going to probably do something bad. What did he do and what is he going to do? Because you, you've given me nothing. You just put him in there to be like, Mr. Joker, be afraid. Ooh. <laughs> you know, you're like, okay. You know what he did? He, he went up to uh, uh, Batman and he said, yo, mama. <laughs> is dead. Think about it. Like I mean, like I said, visually the Joker was very creepy the way he drew him, but he didn't really do anything. Yeah. Like, like 
they, he literally did nothing. He didn't even hit anybody. And he, he did zero. He wasn't the one who even <laughs> killed Jason Todd. It was just no. I mean, we're at least we're imagining. I mean, because the way he's talking, it's almost like Jason might have a breath of life. Uh, uh, but we'll get to how that end ends, only because it ends like uh, Sopranos, oddly enough. Sopranos, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really nice. did. Um, um, but, I, I was gonna say yeah. real quick what oh, I liked yeah. about it, just real quick. I don't want to give too much away, but um, I just feel like the way that, um, and I feel like it's more Azarella than, than Miller, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Miller, but I feel like his stuff that he's written by himself has been a little bit off to the left, like my friend says. Mm-hmm. A little bit off to, on its own. Like, Would you ever read The Joker? The Joker? Uh, it's called Joker. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Brian Azarella's Joker. No, I haven't read I heard it's a good book. It's over on the bookshelf, so you can always take oh, it with you. You mean Mike's shelf? Yes. <laughs> yes, I still do have a shelf. <laughs> Same yeah, shelf. We thought you got rid of it and burned it. <laughs> but, but um, I mean, I feel like Brian Azzarello, or, I mean, when he wrote about, and when him and Miller wrote about Batman, the fact that he felt that Batman was really mortal, that he was really struggling with this idea of, I'm slower, I'm not able to, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not as um, invincible as I thought I was, mm-hmm. that I could actually die. And all these missions, even though you know it's the prequel to, to Dark Knight Returns, you really felt like, Batman's getting his ass handed to him right now, and I kind of like that. I kind of like yeah. Batman getting his ass handed to him by Killer Croc, by right. all these other villains that Real, you know. Realizing his mortality, like he's like, oh, bu- um, ribs cracking. Oh my god, I can right. barely feel this. I mean, how, I, 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 I liked it in a sense, but at the same time, it just felt like, I guess because again, we just jump in. It just felt like, well, this was just so out of nowhere. Because uh, again, it's not. Forget, for instance, for instance, the things I said in the beginning. It's not like it's determined that this is another Earth. We have no idea of Batman's age. So what happens is we have to go, well, Batman, you know, comic book years, Batman's still relatively young when he gets Jason Todd as well. Right. So for him to be, and, and Jason, it's really weird. Like, they, for instance, they, uh, it confuses me because the news people are like, oh, isn't this child endangerment having this Robin go out there? And I'm like, but John Romita Jr. is drawing him like a full-ass grown adult. Yep. Yeah. So I'm like, well, so now evidently he's not an adult despite what I'm visually looking at, um, he's still a teenager. Now, if he's still a teenager, that means he's still right around, well, it's going back to death in the family. That means he's only around 13 or 14 years old. Right. If he's 13 or 14 years old, Batman's not that old. So, but then I'm being told that I'm getting old. And so it was getting very confusing because I'm like, well, you guys need to give me more details. Right. You need to tell me how old is this Batman right now? Because the thing is, even in Dark Knight Returns, it's not like, because again, we don't know what happened to Jason Todd in that book. So it's not like we go, Jason died, I stopped that very day being Batman. So if he's 55, and he is 55 in Dark Knight Returns, and he stopped for a decade, so he stopped when he was 45. So, but we don't know how soon after whatever happened to Jason, he stopped. Right. So we know he's 45 or younger right now, but we don't know how young, you know. So like, that's just one of those things that confused me. I, I found a lot of the story plotting very confusing. And also, everybody looked like they were on morphine. Did you notice that <laughs> no one had a different expression on their face at any point? I have to read some through the book. I, I didn't mean, feel that way. Selena Kyle had that slutty expression on her face. But that was the only one she had. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay by Ralph. And, ba- and Batman's like, I mean, you know, par- paraphrasing what's going on. He's talking about how violent Jason's getting. Basically, and, that's the, and this is the other thing, too, that makes me mad. You had Miller who wrote such a, an inventive story, you know, blah, 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 blah. So what did he make Jason? He made him Damien. Yep. Yeah. Much. Real original, buddy. Thank you for taking a character that's been out for about 10 years and then using them and acting like you've done something with it. So he made Jason Damien. But Batman's just like, 
Alfred, I'm really worried about Jason. He seems really violent. I should probably do something about <laughs> it. What do you think? I mean, that's how it sounds because, like, if you notice, I mean, I, mean, I know ben like, Stein is in the room. Yeah, basically, I mean, you know, if, and again, Kat, when you go flip through the pages, look, he has no emotional expression. It's the same look in every panel that he has in every other panel. And I'm like, again, John Romita Jr., I love your artwork and I know you can do expressions, but it was just. Everybody, I don't know what I'm doing around here. And Alfred is just like, well, Master Bruce, he's, he's like you. And even the Joker's like, I can't wait to get out of this prison. Man. It was one tone. <laughs> yeah. You're saying it's one tone. Yeah, very much. I mean, even look at the facial expressions. Everyone looked like they were drugged in the comic book. <laughs> Probably, or maybe there's a lot of morphine in the air. Ah, <laughs> there you go. There's like reverse Joker gas in there or something. Dark Knight Returns, sponsored by Pearl Zach. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so I, guess, I guess, I mean, should I even say what did you not like? Maybe let's ask Ralph. Ralph, what did you not like? Um, not much, really. I mean, just, just it's like, as Mike said, it's like it, it wasn't really a, of an important story to really tell. It doesn't make much of a difference in the universe. All right. So, I mean, the artwork was all right, and the story was pretty good. I, I really didn't, there's not much I didn't like. I feel, I, I, I feel like that, the thing I didn't like was the fact that what you, and you took the words out of my mouth that they made Jason Todd into Damien. Yeah. That they made him into a total... I mean, I like the fact that he... That um, Batman was getting slower. And I, I like the fact that he had problems with Jason taking over the helm. But I wish they would have gave a different reason. Right. You know, um, because then they just made a Damien. Especially we've read all the stories about Damien with all the animated stuff and the written comic book yeah. stuff. It's... This wasn't fresh. It wasn't fresh. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, and, and you expect, I mean, granted, Miller has been having problems over the years, but you kind of expect something fresh from a guy who created this universe. Yeah. Know? Well, it's yeah. funny because when, when you were talking about Miller making those comments, I was like, was he sober? <laughs> I, doubt, I, 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 I doubt it. I think I would have preferred it to be like something along the lines where Jason had gone overboard to a point and then Bruce had to take him down. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, something like that. Yeah. Could you imagine that? You know, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Right. Um, one more, um, one more question before we start going into ratings. Um, what do you think this book does to uh, Miller's legacy, if anything? I don't think it does. Maybe well, legacy of the book. Uh, I'm sorry, legacy of the book. I don't think it does anything. I mean, I, I think, like I said before, everyone in their mind, even though it doesn't say it on paper, including myself, everyone just assumed Jason died, and I think everyone assumed he died by the Joker's hand, and then I think. Whether we know better or not, we associate a death in the family to be in the same world as this one. So we're like, well, if Jason Todd was killed by the Joker and death in the family, that must be what he, how he died for the Dark Knight Returns. So like, it, to me, it just, it, it quote unquote tries to clear up something that everyone just assumed was that way anyway. Yeah. You know. Ralph? What was the question? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, it, it, it doesn't really add much to the legacy. You know, I mean, I only so, saw it, so it doesn't take away anything and it doesn't add, you say? No. I, I mean, I, I only saw the movies and it was like, it doesn't really add much to it. Because yeah. you already know that he's broken, and, that Batman's sort of broken in, in the Dark Knight. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and, and just by the answer, when you said, like, uh, was it taken away from it? I don't, think, I don't feel it takes away anything from it except for originality. And, and I feel bad yeah. that, that that was taken away from the story. I, mind you, I, I like the story. I just feel like, it, it, you know, you didn't have to make it into an event. No. You know, it could have been something else. You know, I mean, it's funny because you see the book and it sold for, and I have it right in front of me. They sold it for, what was it, like five is it, bucks? Six is bucks? it $5.99 or $6.99? Yeah, but you bucks. know, they have a $23 version. Yeah, they can keep that. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But once again, trying to get money from the fans. Of course. All right. I got it for free. <laughs> For, yeah. Okay, okay, pirate. All right, all right. Are we renaming this? Let's, sure. Let's rename the book. Um, Dark Knight Returns, um, The Last Crusade. Ralph, what would you rename it? 
Dark Knight Returns, Last Cruise. What? No. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with Dark Knight Returns, Jealous Batman, Evil Robin. Ooh. <laughs> I just called it the Dark Knight Returns. It won't be the last drop of blood from this turnip. <laughs> <laughs> trying to just, I was trying to think, what was the franchise that's trying to squeeze it out? We were just talking about the Born Legacy, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go real quick. Ratings for Dark Knight Returns, um, The Last Crusade. I'll go first. I'll go with six, and that's because of the artwork. Six, Joker's hitting with a crowbar out of ten. I I really love the artwork, even though Mike says it was very humdrum. I just like Romita's work. Yeah. So that's just me. Mike? Um, I give it a six if only retelling Jason Todd's death would keep him dead out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you wish. <laughs> I do. I gave it seven. Batman likes to have sex with Selena Kyle with the costume on. As we know. <laughs> well done. Well done. All right. So there you have it. Dark Knight Returns, The Last Crusade. Definitely won't be the last issue, like Mike had said. So we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, after I hit our tech with a crowbar, because that seems like it works. <laughs> so you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy. Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right. It's got lots of cool features like different comic trivia games to keep you busy and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed. Like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak. So download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, Find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. IK, we're back. Well, what was that? IK. What IK. the hell? IK. IK and all. Okay. So um, now let's begin our second half of the show by reviewing the new version of the 80s classic Ghostbusters. I won't get into it because people said, you know, it's pretty bad. We'll see what these guys said. So here with a slimy synopsis is MFG Mike the Finance Guy. Hold back the canned applause, please. <laughs> I slime everything. All right. <laughs> Ghostbusters is the 2016 reboot of the 1984 classic film directed by Ivan Reitman. The new version, directed by Paul Fagg, replaces the all-male quartet with an all-female foursome. The gender chain ca- uh, change caused a misogynist backlash among many fans of the original franchise, claiming such things as the casting as evidence that social justice warriors have corrupted uh, geek culture with progressive politics. Say that five times fast. Okay, say it one time fast. <laughs> uh, this, of course, led to backlash against the backlash, while everyone waited for the July 15th release date. The film costs $144 million to make and runs uh, one hour and 48 minutes. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 73% and a Metacritic score of 60 out of 100. Now for a synopsis. Uh, four funny women and one unfunny Chris Hemsworth find something strange in the neighborhood. Unfortunately, they couldn't call the original Ghostbusters for assistance. Instead, they had to rely on the script by Katie Dippold and Paul Fegg for, uh, for salvation. The all-female cast did its eternally damnedest to create adult laughs from the great poor on um, the great school poor material that sat on the screen like some sticky ectoplasm <laughs> aaron gilbert and abby yates were childhood friends that bonded over their belief in the supernatural but lost touch over the years luckily the big apple is under attack by someone releasing ghosts into our world now aaron and abby have to work with the psych- um, psychotically brilliant inventor jillian holtzman and the walking nyc wikipedia patty tolan in order to save the day 
Uh, the movie will have to save itself. Uh, it stars uh, Melissa McCarthy as Abby Yates, Kristen Wiig as Aaron Gilbert, Kate McKinnon as Gillian Holtzman, Leslie Jones as Patty Tolan, Chris Hemsworth as Kevin Beckman, Cecily um, Strong as Jennifer Lynch, and Andy Garcia as Mayor Brady, Brown Bradley. Excuse me. And believe it or not, we have a cameo from every That's one of the uh, the four Ghostbusters. Yeah, oddly enough, considering that one of them is dead. Another uh, Ghostbuster cast members. Too. Yeah. Um, Bill Murray was Martin Heiss. Dan Aykroyd was a cabbie. Sigourney Weaver shows up as Rebecca Gorin. Yeah. Ernie Hudson is Uncle Bill Jenkins, and Annie Potts as the hotel desk clerk. Annie Potts. Yeah. Oh my God. And if you're wondering, though, you might go, well, but Mike, you said that all of the Ghostbusters were in there. Harold Ramis was in there. He, he was? was a bust. Oh. Yes, at Aaron, at, um, Aaron Gilbert's uh, place, uh, the school that she worked in, yeah. there was a bust outside of her office, and it was him. I, was I noticed it right why, away when I saw they, that. They, like, yeah. they That's like, really lingered cool. on that yeah. right there. All right. So before, before we get into it, let's press the um, button. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. All right, let's go right into it. Steve just sets the tone. Let's go right into it. Ghostbusters 2.0. Let's go into it. Um, what were your expectations going into the movie? 2.0. 2.0. Wow. wow. Um, my expectations were... Eh, they'll they'll make a new part of the franchise. I mean, that I, I'm not in love. I like Ghostbusters. I'm not like, do or die, Ghostbusters, fuck you all. I mean, I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I, and I not with that voice, you do it either. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm not happy that anyone makes a reboot of anything um, anymore because they don't usually do a good job of it, but I didn't have like any good or bad expectations. I just thought, eh, let's see what they do. All right. Okay. So, so, so going you, into Ralph? it, Mike was like, see what they do. Ralph, you're like, no. No, no. I was just joking. I, I, I was open. I was like, let's, let's see how it goes. It could be funny because those are four funny women yeah. on, on the. So, I was expecting there to be a lot of comedy. Was it any good? So were they. Oh, <laughs> all right. Let's get into it. Um, <laughs> what did you like? I actually enjoyed some of the jokes that they made with each other and like and stuff that happened. Like the, like when Mike says like he really hates trailers and he tries not to watch them because they really ruin the movie nowadays. There were like a lot of scenes that happened in the trailer that when yeah. you see happening, you're like. This would have been funny yeah. if I've never seen this before. Yeah, that, unfortunately, like a lot of comedies, and the trailers weren't that long, but pretty much their best jokes were in those trailers, and that's yeah. kind of no. scary. Yeah, I mean, I, I did laugh. I actually did laugh out loud a few times in the yeah. in the beginning of the film, um, but I, I saw it on a matinee yesterday, and it was about half full because um, it's early in the morning. That's fine. But I did notice that I tended to laugh when everyone else laughed, which is you know kind of a good sign because I can kind of be stickler about comedies or whatever, especially if they're silly comedies. But then we were all kind of silent for the last more than half of that movie. I mean, nobody wow. was hating it. Nobody looked bored. You were just like, I'm not going to walk out. I mean, it's not horrible. It just was like, I, I mean, I, I understand that was a joke. It just wasn't particularly that funny. Yeah. It, it made me smile. The whole. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's what it does. A lot, of it, in my, a lot of it just makes you smile. Yeah. It doesn't make you laugh. Dude, that's like saying that the, the, the ugly person that likes you is saying that they like you in, in person. Yeah. You're like, Hi. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't a fake smile. I mean, it's a smile because you're like, oh, that's humorous. Yeah. That's delightful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. And, and unfortunately, most of the film was like that for me. And Chris Hemsworth was horrible. You know, was he, he was. I mean, he's bad. Wow. You, you know, it's funny that Kevin Smith thought he was hilarious. I was just going to say that, but I didn't want to mention him. more comedy. No, he's painful to watch. He's he's not. I mean, come on. He he is just what you think he's. He's a he's a well built pretty boy that. Luckily, got to be Thor, and probably won't have much of a career once the Avengers are done. <laughs> I'll say this: you know. All right. he may not 
he shouldn't do comedy, but him acting like a dumb blonde was funny. Yeah, but it was also, and you'll um, you'll probably see it whenever you catch it there. It's, it's uncomfortable. I mean, and not because you feel bad for him. It's just it it feels like he's trying to be a dumb blonde. Like yeah. it's not like he played a dumb blonde. It's like it's like I'm supposed to be dumb blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, keep doing that, Chris. <laughs> but, but don't look at the camera. There, there's one scene where she's like, answer the phone. It's in the fish tank. No, yeah. the one in front of you. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like dumb blood. It's like, oh. no, you're just mentally impaired. <laughs> but, is, but is it also the writing? It was. It was yeah. the writing. I mean, it, the writing, like I said, it just, it was very grade school. It was, it was a bad script. Wow. Yeah. Christian's wig character, like, seems, like, there are times where you would expect her to have more of a backbone. Yes. You know? Like she gets pushed around, or sometimes like she's like, "Oh wait, well, what am I supposed to do? Oh, oh my yeah. god!" Well, that's the thing. Kristen Wiig and Mary, uh, Melissa McCarthy, their characters kept flip flopping personalities in yeah. the writing yeah. because you have you had like for instance, um, you have um, the, uh, Melissa McCarthy was Abby Yates. You had her character that's like, "I'm pro ghosts. I believe in them. We're trying to prove it." Da da da. da. What the the moment the mayor's like, "Shut it down." Okay, we should yeah. shut it down. Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, that that your character would have fought that." <laughs> you know, like it was very it was very unevenly written out. I thought Jillian Holtzman, uh, Kate McKinnon's uh, character, she was she was, she was the most consistently funny, but it, again, not riotously, but like her character was consistent because it was it was pretty much a one note character. She was the crazy inventor kind of a the character. Zany one, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, it worked. It wasn't. She didn't usually do too much over the top, but at the same time, it just didn't help. <laughs> my yeah. question is, and my my question is, how, how did Joan? Yeah, okay. Um, Jones, how, how did she do? Um. Oh. Um. She was because because I was I'm I, you you always tread kind of lightly over you know especially with, with this character you get the one black character and Ernie Hudson you know right. you know it's her character again her character suffered from the writing not from the acting yeah it just it, I mean it, she wasn't written I mean like offensively she just wasn't written well and her reasoning for being there it felt so shoehorned I mean yeah, it, like, there was literally they, no purpose they were pushing they were like she's she's sort of like an amateur historian because she reads a lot of nonfiction about the city right. So that, therefore, that's what I said. She's a walking Wikipedia of New York City conveniently. So like, in other words, you could just be like, oh, there's an activity going on at the such and such place because, of course, um, Chris Hemsworth doesn't get the address. And she's like, I know where it is. You know, like that kind of a thing. And you're like, I really don't care that you know where it is. We, we have cell phones nowadays that'll tell us where it is. But then like the way she shows up, it's not even like important. She just shows up. She's like, I want to join your club. Yeah. And you're like, uh, I guess that's how we get the fourth member. <laughs> oh, God. One question before we go into ratings. I know we're cutting a little bit short. Um, do you feel like um, it would have been better if they connected it to the original franchise? Honestly, I think it would have been better if there had been like a, if they made references to the old one. I, I mean, you see the old firehouse, and then right. that's, they make reference to it and they're like, "Oh, the rent is like twenty two thousand a month." And they're like, "Who the hell could pay that?" Oh okay. God! So, um, but it probably would have been better if like if it's sort of like a, sort of like a step down or like an evolution where they're like. Uh, an inheritance where like oh you know there haven't been ghosts in a while yeah it would have been better my my father started this up and and like they're both of them are there or, or they were just they worked under them i mean but yeah. again i agree with about that it would have been much better if this was inherited um it's not because they're women again go out there i mean you guys that yeah. listen to me know that i'm very pro like you know women getting their their justice in movies it's just it was just a bad script yeah. you know it just they they did the best what they could what they had to work with, but it just and it wasn't it wasn't like they were really funny moments like you could laugh this yeah. will make you laugh, yeah. and it's not a bad movie it's just it had its faults yeah all right let's rename the movie Mike rename Ghostbusters two point I call it Ghostbusters three Bridesmaids Revisited. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's right. Yeah, he made Bridesmaid. I was about to yeah. say, he made it, and also he's got Kristen Wiig and, and Melissa McCarthy yeah. in there. All right. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, Ghostbusters. The new ones. That crazy chick, she's hot. Oh, God. <laughs> McKinnon. Good night. I was waiting for you to say. All right, let's go with it. Ratings for Ghostbusters. Ralph? I give Ghostbusters a 7 out of 10. Um, what was it like? New Proton Packs. Really awesome. Really? I got to see that. Mike? Um, I get it five and a half. Zool should read the script before appearing in a Ghostbusters <laughs> sequel out of ten. Zool. They do bring up Zool. No. He's the one that possessed Sigourney Weaver in the original movie. That's yeah. right. He's, oh, by the way, um, do stay all the way through the trailers. There's a little bit oh, at the end. Oh, you mean the credits? The credits. I'm sorry. All the way through the credits. There is a bit at the end. Okay. I'll check so, that out. And it's post credit, so you have to sit and wait. Oh. All right. So, I left. I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see it? Yeah. You? Well, I was I was in a hurry. I was like I was by myself, and I had to go... Do, Somewhere else afterwards, I'm like, oh, something fuck else it. better to do than watch the end of the credits. Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't think um, Samuel Jackson was going to show up anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, the new Ghostbusters. What are you going to call it? Unfunny. <laughs> but wait, don't go anywhere because Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Now we're more Ralph. <laughs> more Ralph doing what? That's the question. More Ralph <laughs> doing what Ralph does. Don't question what Ralph does. <laughs> so well, nothing. <laughs> well, he's actually done a lot this particular podcast. You're on my list, Mike. <laughs> he's done a lot, but it's just like kind of like those uh, shows where the guy, the hero, fixes his own problem. <laughs> we'll explain that in a second for the audience. But let's go on with geeks on the go. You already know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we never make it under a minute. But actually, we make it. I oh, fucking I ain't gonna say. I that. call Boulder Dash on both the quick questions and the quick answers. Spell Boulder Dash. You, you know, uh, we just we just don't try to make F-U-C-K-U. under a minute. C K U. Boulder Dash. Wow, he spelled he spelled it the new and improved um, millennial way, where nobody uses letters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough with the fuck yous. Ready, set, go. 2016 is halfway done. What would be your grade for the comic book sci-fi blockbuster movies? As a whole, thus far, Ralph, uh, Z minus working on an A, working on an A. Damn, that's kind of a wow. okay, okay, Mike. Made no sense. Um, okay, so far, I count like 11 blockbusters released this this year Deadpool, Jungle Book, Legend of Tarzan, Captain America, Civil War, Batman, Superman, Independence Day Resurgence, X Men Apocalypse, Finding Dory, Warcraft The Beginning, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, and Ghostbusters. And only four out of those 11 have been even remotely good. So I'm going to be generous and give it a C minus. Damn, you were right. You had a long answer for the first one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which Batman villain would be best suited to have his own show, live action or animated? Mike. Um, Swagman, because he's ridiculous. No, um, <laughs> don't you love that name, Swagman? Um, no, actually, I would say Two Face. He could have an interesting standalone series. Oh, I thought you were going to have a joke for that. Ralph? No. Uh, what's that? The guy uh, that um, uh, he does? Uh, oh, there's the timer. Uh, uh, damn. Uh, really? <laughs> and I had such a first, first answer. <laughs> we didn't even get to the second question. Holy but shit. Who's, who's the, the Flash's villain? The trickster. There you go. That guy. Well, because it's Mark Hamill? Yeah, that. And because he's not a Batman villain? Oh, it was a Batman villain? Whoops. No, question. <laughs> ah, his ears are working just as well as always. All right. <laughs> he's, he's working so hard, he's forgetting how to answer questions. Wait, this is a job? <laughs> Shit, I quit. I quit. And, and we were that. going to pay you this time, but, you know, now not. You know, time. severance pay. <laughs> Mike sounds like Mike sounds like that person that you try to have sex with all this time. They're like, I was actually going to give you sex. Sure you were. Sure you were. <laughs> 
for the purposes of writing, how many members of a great superhero team? I'm sorry. How many members should a great superhero team have? Three, five, seven, or infinite, like the Avengers? Ralph. Uh, honestly, as long as I'm on that team, it'll be great. I'm just saying. Damn. So it, it could have like a you know an infinite amount, but if I'm there, they're great. Wow, a lot of self dick sucking going on, <laughs> Mike. Um, I say five. It should be the leader, the strength, the scientist, the maverick, the slut. Because <laughs> there's always a slut. There's always a slut. I, I guess that's Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four. Yeah, pretty much. Four. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Last well, Sue Storm, she's actually seeing you know T'Challa on the side and uh, and Namor. Namor. I was like, don't forget Namor. <laughs> <laughs> Kill me if I did. Good old fish dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if we were able to express like <laughs> Wait, Kanye West is here? Oh, oh damn. Wow. Okay. I love fish dicks. Damn. <laughs> if if we if we were able to explore alternate universes, how would their version of Meanwhile twenty two pages later be different from our universe? Ralph. Oh, well, obviously, in that version, it would be only Ralph the Tech, and you guys would just be like casual guests that come in every once in a while after the trio, the whole uh, crew of celebrities that I have interviewing every other time. Wow. Once again, Damn. the dick sucking goes on, Mike. Well, I think in every alternate universe but one, I would reign as Supreme Lord and Master of Meanwhile 22 pages later. But in that one-off universe, I would be arrested for the murder of my co-host. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> this is that universe. <laughs> which which, which uh, co-host you're murdering? Both. The bald one, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's easy enough. <laughs> nice going. All right. Um, shout-outs. Anybody got shout-outs? I'm going to shout-out my wonderful, wonderful eldest niece, Aaron, for just being a wonderful niece. <laughs> and then I'm going to shout-out to my second youngest niece, Cheryl, for being a wonderful niece. See, I played it both. Now, which one? Which one got you the Xbox? Uh, Aaron. Okay, so Aaron's the better one. <laughs> Damn. I, I said it. If she really loved you, she would have gotten you a PS4. Mike, Mike, I said to get the heat off of you. <laughs> oh man. Well, they I'll, already know that out of the two nieces that I have, that they actually rank somewhere around ninety-eight and ninety-nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Oh, look at them kiss up, kiss up. Ralph, what about you? Uh, I like to shout out this is guy. He's always, you know. Push me Thank on. You. Yeah, it's me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because if it was if it was anyone pushing, it would probably be someone pushing you off a cliff. Uh, actually, I've done that before, but I had a parachute, so it works. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, shout out to the, uh, the ones I usually go for is I'm um, giving a shout out to Bosch. See how hopefully Bosch is doing. All right. Shout out to Johannes. Um, always giving us a shout out on Facebook or on Instagram, and especially with him. Um, working out. He works out more than I do, and I work at a gym. Bosch or Johannes? Um, Johannes. Oh, okay. Oh, look at you. You're just... <laughs> hey, he's sending pictures of bridges and outdoor shit. See, now that I know about Pokemon Go, I'm starting to think that Johannes is following the Pikachu diet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a right. tip, Johannes. I'm just saying. A lot of leaves and berries. Going outside because of Pokemon Go, so I'm figuring you too. Right. That makes sense, I guess. Uh, no, but definitely shout out to him. Shout out to uh, Jamal. Hopefully he's still catching us when he can. Yeah, and happy happy birthday, Jamal. Jamal's birthday had just passed uh, a couple uh, a couple of weeks ago. Happy birthday. Yeah, so happy birthday, Jamal. Hopefully we'll catch up with you soon. Oh, and happy birthday to, um, well, not happy birthday. Um, shout out to JP. I know JP said he wanted to be on and not to promote any of his books. He's like, I just want to be on just to chill, so we got to get JP on soon. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I can't, can't wait for his books to come out also, yeah. 
Oh, no, I can't wait. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the third and, I guess, final uh, book in the series. Yeah, until he yeah. does the, the whole collection with the web series also. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the web series. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'd be really good. All right. So now before we finish, a little bit of info just so the audience knows what Mike was referring to earlier about Ralph fixing his own mistake. <laughs> so what happens is uh-huh. this show was originally taped on Sunday. Mm-hmm. The reason why we didn't finish it on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Well, um, Ralph was packing his stuff mm-hmm. and forgot a couple of important things. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what did he forget? Um, mm-hmm. The... the, the, the um, the power, power outlet to his um to his MacBook. I believe it's called a charger. Well, either way, you forgot it. <laughs> I don't care if you say it right; you forgot it. <laughs> so Ralph had eighty percent left on his laptop, and right before we were tipping geeks on the go, the clock struck twelve, and there was no more sound. So right now, we're actually doing this podcast from from our individual homes. Hopefully, it sounds pretty good because then we might be able to do this. Um, in the future, not no. Not, hopefully, we will never do this again in the future. <laughs> oh, come on, come on! This will be a blizzard one time. And instead of canceling, we can actually do it like this. Yeah. Um, or we could just wait till it thawed out. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Sally negative over there, right? Yeah. Sally negative. Damn. Okay. Well, um, yeah, anything else? I'm so curious. Like, so he forgot his his charger, but yet in his bag was Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was going several changes of underwear. <laughs> well, well, Ralph had Ralph had a stellar day yesterday. He forgot his charger, and then tried. To, he was going to help me put up my TV in the house, and now my whole my wall is like Swiss cheese. Yep, a lot of holes. Lot I of warned holes. you all. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. At least he was using the stud finder and the drill, and not his dick. <laughs> <laughs> and both of you were in the house, and the stud finder found nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to leave Mike with Boo. that joke just so we can end it on that. So, for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square, Ralph the Tech, this is the cab saying, keep it geeky. And, yeah, don't forget your charger when you're going to do a podcast. Just some helpful hints. Just saying. Mm-hmm.